0: To those of you listening to us on the internet, to the men and women in our armed forces, wherever you may be, to our members and guests here at beautiful Savior Lutheran in Milwaukee, grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The words uh, upon which we base our message this morning are the New Testament reading of uh, Jesus riding into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, it's kind of interesting when you take a look at Scripture that there are only like about nine events in Jesus' earthly ministry that are recorded in all all four Gospels. And uh, Jesus' entry into the city of Jerusalem on Palm Sunday is one of those. And uh, so I'd like to bring in some of the words from the uh, uh, other Gospel writers to sort of flesh out the whole um, event And do it with just a few words of the uh, greeting of the people. Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. In the name of our dear Lord Jesus Christ who truly is our Savior, our Rescuer, my Beloved. Turn your attention to the cover of the bulletin this morning. Palm Sunday, Jesus entering the gates of Jerusalem. It's kind of interesting if you would have taken a look like I do. The bulletin for last week, different picture, same event. Year before that, different picture, same event. Year before that, different artist, same event. You might ask yourself the question, what are we doing? This is Palm Sunday. Isn't this the first Sunday in Advent? Doesn't Palm Sunday usually arrive that Sunday before Easter? And you would be right. But the designated gospel readings all the years for the first Sunday in Advent is Jesus coming through the gates of Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. The reason is Jesus is arriving to do in a short time uh, what he came to earth to do, to suffer and die and rise again. And so uh, we picture his arrival in Jerusalem because Advent... The word Advent means arrival or a coming. And Advent means coming in so many different ways. Christmas is coming, ready or not. It's time to get excited about how the Creator became a creature. Jesus is coming to us every day across the pages of Holy Scripture. And Jesus will come to take us to heaven one day. This morning our focus is on Jesus' arrival or his advent into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday and the people were shouting, Hosanna! Hebrew word which translated simply means, Save us! Save us now, O Lord! And then of course they hailed him as king and as I uh, didn't find out till a couple years ago in today's light, I think the people there recognized what Jesus was doing because he was riding on a donkey. And the only king that rode on a donkey to his coronation was King Solomon who rode his dad's donkey. And I think they were thinking, oh, maybe another one just like Solomon. As we cry out today in 2018, Jesus save us, he answers our request. It's Jesus to the rescue, perhaps not always in the way we want, but always in the way that we need. Now, it would seem to me that on December second, 2018, Hosanna, save us now, O Lord, is certainly an appropriate cry from us. Save us. I made a list of things that I'd like to be saved from this past week either because of my pastoral experiences or wherever i've been save me o oh lord hosanna from all my health issues save me from my grief save me from the unrest at our border Save me from my cancer, and one of my relatives was just diagnosed recently. Save me from my Alzheimer's. No cure yet. Save us from our cold civil war brewing in the United States. Save us from the volatile stock market. Save us from the unrest in the streets. Save us from political upheaval. Save us from a polarized nation. Save us from having to watch fellow citizens hate each other and show it. And nobody seems to have any real answers. Can't somebody help us? Can't somebody help get us out of this mess? Can't somebody save us? was the exact same thing on Palm Sunday, year 33. The people had had enough. They were sick of those foreign occupiers, the Romans in their land. They had health issues. Nobody was able to provide a cure for leprosy. There were economic woes. And just now, riding through the gates of Jerusalem was a would-be rescuer. Quite a few people, even in the crowd just a few days ago, had seen this guy bring a man back to life who had been dead for four days. And they had heard other stories about how he multiplied food, how uh, even though he wasn't a doctor yet, instantaneously he could pe- he'd heal people even of their leprosy. This guy had power. Save us, Jesus. Be our rescuer, Hosanna. Get us out of this mess. Now, this whole arrival of Jesus in the Palm Sunday really doesn't make any sense at all unless you understand why he was coming. Jesus was coming to celebrate the Passover. That's why all the crowds were there, jammed into the city. And the countrysides... Jewish people today still celebrate Passover in March or April. Of course, then we're celebrating Easter. The Passover was exactly what it said it was. Somebody passed over something. People that uh, board airliners uh, in New York and they want to fly to uh, San Francisco, they have to pass over the Midwest, pass over Milwaukee, Milwaukee. The Passover goes back to something that happened about 1,500 years before Christ. After God's people had spent 430 years of slavery in Egypt. And over those 400 years, all they did was make bricks for the Egyptians. Day after day after day. No pay, no pension, no vacation, only the sting of the Egyptian whip. And so God said, I have seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave masters. I'm going to get them out. And Moses, you're going to do it. You go for me. And I'm going to tell you ahead of time that the Egyptian king is not going to let the people go and he isn't going to make it easy on you. But I'm going there to get my people out of the mess because they can't do it on their own. And so it was, some of you will remember from your Sunday school days, that God sent ten plagues on the Egyptians. All sorts of things you wouldn't want to experience. Frogs in your bed, gnats, flies, boils, hail. No matter what God sent, the king wouldn't budge. Finally, God told Moses, I want you to have all the people do something really, really unusual. Because I'm going to come and I'm going to kill all the firstborn males, both humans and animals of the Egyptians. And when I do, the Egyptians aren't just going to let you go. They're going to drive you out. But this is what you have to do. At twilight... On a designated day by me, each family takes a year-old male goat or lamb, and it has to be perfect. No broken bones, not sick, no blemishes, only a perfect one. And I want each family to kill that lamb, and I want you to drain the blood and save it. Don't throw it away. And then I want you to prepare a meal of that lamb. But I don't want you to butcher the animal. I just want you to skin it and put the whole thing, head and hooves and tail on the spit, and eat it. And then I want you to do really two things. First of all, I want you to take that blood, and I want you to paint it on the top of your doorposts and the side of your door frames. And then I want each family to be inside the house with that lamb being cooked on the spit eating it and you have to eat it up completely and if you don't then you have to burn the remains. Now if you do this, if you mess up your house with blood and eat a terrible tasting meal at midnight when I send my invisible destroyer to take the lives of the firstborn children and animals of the Egyptians. That invisible destroyer that I will send will pass over your house. And you will not die, but you will live. And we all know what happened. All the firstborn of the Egyptians died and there was screaming and there was wailing. But God's people were saved. And then the the king of Egypt didn't just ask them to leave, he kicked them out. God's people were finally free after 430 years, rescued from slavery and death. By what? The body and blood of the Lamb. So it was on that first Palm Sunday that Jesus was coming to save his people. To celebrate the Passover and to be the Passover lamb. But in that crowd, the people were looking for an army general, a politician, a doctor, an economist. But instead, they got a lamb, the lamb, to rescue them from captivity and from death. What comes to your mind when you hear the word rescue? Flight for life? I think Sue Kral knows what rescue means because she had to have the jaws of life dig her out of that car after the accident. What reminds you of rescue? A fighter pilot down in the ocean with helicopters hovering over. A firefighter rescuing a little child from a burning building. Coal miners trapped 100 feet down. Those pictures bring to mind people who are helpless. They have no power to save themselves. They need to have somebody come to get them out so that they don't die. Do you need somebody to help rescue you? From those health issues. From those money issues. From your grief. And from all the worries every day about anything and everything. But maybe we need something more. Because we don't really need just a temporary rescue. We need a permanent one to get us out of prison and out of death. Have any one of you ever gone to jail or prison? I did. Not as an inmate, as a visitor. Three times, three different times, probably more. One, as a student at the seminary, you had to go and see what it was like because you might have to visit somebody there one day. And then I visited, believe it or not, a relative there. And then I visited at least a few congregational members. And I remember on that seminary tour, we went there on a hot spring day. And they took us immediately into the main cell block. And the first thing I noticed, it didn't smell very good in there. And another thing I remember is that it was very claustrophobic. Because it's very scary when steel barred doors slam shut behind you and you can't get out. You and I were born in prison, conceived in sin. And we weren't just visitors. We were inmates. Because we broke God's law, and you know as well as I do, you do it every day, and so do I. And that's in spite of God's demand for perfection. And if you are not perfect then God says you are guilty as charged whether you feel guilty or not. And there is nothing that you can do to save yourself. No attempts at morality, not trying to reason your way to God, not some emotional experience that will get you in good with Him. You can't come to God. You can't get out of your mess on your own. And so, God comes to you in His grace and in His mercy, in a manger, on a donkey, on a cross, to wipe away all of your guilt, to set you free, to live for Him in love, not only now, on December 2nd, 2018, when everything seems to be a mess, But for all eternity, when all the messes have been cleaned up. So get ready. It's Advent. Christmas is coming. Jesus is coming into your hearts each day. And you are free. Free to welcome him whenever it will be that he calls you. Until then, with Advent in our hearts, we say, Hosanna, save us now, O Jesus, not always in the way that we want, but please in the way that we need. Hosanna, save us now, O Jesus. And he can and he will and he does. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Please stand peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. We confess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, who spoke by the prophets? And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. We take this time together our tithes and our offerings and our connection cards.